What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 119th episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's up, Wink? Hello! How is it going? I am ready to uh, talk some swaga. I just had a pre-workout, you know, been working on revving my engine up, (laughs) so I'm ready to podcast. See what I did there? hey I did. Very punny. Uh, I try. <laughs> All right. You, you, you sounded like you were disappointed in yourself there. No. No, I, oh, I, I was... I tried. Yeah, okay. I was a little disappointed in, in the delivery, but whatever. So uh, we made a wager last week, and... Um, oh, we did. Uh, uh, I, I'm not paying up this week, but I'll pay up next week, and it'll be worth it, so... I'm okay with that. Because I obviously know what it is, and I'm I'm happy with it. So, hmm. I cannot wait for next week. And I'll tell you this much. Um, I made the bet not sure that I would even win it because of the way they've been playing this year. But thankfully, Mason Crosby did not let me down and played like a hero for us. So, so. Uh, next week on episode 120, <laughs> we're going to have a special guest. How exciting is that? Very cool. Very cool. Lobot tried to come on, but we denied him for this guy. So, um, yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> nice. I see what you did there. Uh, we'll see <laughs> if people can take that hint and run with it. We'll see. We'll see. Sweet. So I got to ask, I got to mention something, and I think it's a, I think it's a really cool thing that we've done in the past that has turned into a really awesome guild, and it's about time for us to start another one and get it going again. So if you don't know, you haven't listened to the show for a long time, we started probably, how long do you think it's been now? Eight, nine months? Maybe even a year? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know, something like that. It's been a long, it's been a while. Long time. Elon's in chat, he could probably tell us how long his ult's been going, but the... There was a new player guild in the order called Future of the Order. Indeed. Awesome guild. Really, really cool guys in there. Um, Filled it up. All those guys have been playing together for a long time now. Learning the rules of the game, what to do, how to do it, to get really, really uh, 
just into the game. So it's been it's been a lot of fun seeing how far along the future of the order has come. But it is now time for a new future. And that is to say, if you are a new player looking for a new player guild, we are opening up a second one or a new one because Future of the Order is now, you know, past the uh, new player moniker. So we have a new new player guild called the Order Initiates. And uh, yeah, that should be getting started after Dark Side Territory Battles this week. So if you're a new player, the only uh, requirement we have is that you're level 50. So we know that you are into it you're all about it you want to get uh you want to play as a team in a guild so if you're level 50 and you're a new player uh we have a spot for you in our new player guild order initiates so if you're into that message me on discord goodnight punk number 8529 i will put you in contact with our guild leader for that new guild and uh it would be awesome to get a bunch of new people new to the game into the order and uh just start helping them to enjoy this game as much as we do. So, if you're interested, let me know. Heck yeah. I like it. Get some new people in the order. Very exciting. And if you know uh, if you know anyone, if you're friends with anyone that just started playing, you know, uh, share the word. So, we're trying to get it filled up and uh, be a lot of fun. Totally. Cool. Um, well... <laughs> I guess we might as well move on to this. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Oh, the stuff we did in Swoga this week. Um, so, not actually in-game, but on Tuesday I went and joined our friends over at Operation Metaverse uh, on their Tuesday live stream. So if you want to check that out, go do that. That was a lot of fun. We, you know... Um, talked about how awesome Bastan is and you know uh it was a good time it was a real good time um so make sure you go check that out uh the other thing that I did this week was I remodded my arena team not entirely but a little bit and there were a couple reasons why so if you've been on let's hear them I I will tell I will gladly tell you because it's Hard enough to get me to shut up. Um, all right, so uh, <laughs> I got a new mod this week. It was a twenty speed second, twenty secondary speed speed set offense primary. Uh, it was a gold mod that I bought from the store, and it you know uh, just became amazing. So I decided I kind of had to use that, and. There was um, a post I did about something that I had just completely spaced on and didn't even talk about in the video that I did about my arena team. If you haven't seen that, make sure mm-hmm. you go check that out. And if you're not already subbed on YouTube, please go sub on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash shatteredorderpod. We've been posting, you know stuff there so make sure you go check that out and that is where this video is it's a good really good deal too because if 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 you do it within the next thousand days it will be free so go sub on youtube wow what a bargain i'm offering a thousand days free subs on youtube right now wow for everyone craziness i like it um so uh oh yeah my arena team um I wrote a post, and it was on Reddit, and I'll link to it 
uh, on the show notes on the site, uh, shadowor.com slash episode slash 119. Uh, you'll be able to find the link there if you didn't already see it on Reddit. But I was writing about turn meter because whenever I posted the video, there were a lot of people asking, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, this is ridiculous. Your Commander Luke is going before Thrawn and going before Nest. Like, you know, play some good opponents or whatever. Well, there's a reason that was happening. Um, and it wasn't because my Commander Luke is faster than Thrawn or their Nest. There is a, a little bit of an, a mechanic that goes on with turn meter gain with Commander Luke against Atreya lead. And that results from Han's first attack calling in Chewie. Uh, because Chewbacca is attacking out of order, he takes damage due to Treya's leader ability. And due to Commander Luke's unique ability, he gains 10% turn meter when any rebel ally takes damage. So, right off the top, Commander Luke was basically starting out with 10% turn meter. And so that actually allowed me to get ahead of Thrawn or Nest or whatever else and give uh, give turn meter to the rest of my team. And, you know, this was, this was something like, I knew it was happening, but I didn't really think about it. And then... After I started thinking about it more, I was like, okay, I probably need to remod my arena team because this is actually really beneficial. And it's obviously beneficial because Nest and Thrawn are much less of issues whenever you kind of have your, you know, whenever you're facing trail leads. And if you want to figure out how to get in front of a Nest or a Thrawn, if you take your Commander Luke's speed divide it by 0.9, that would be the spot in speed in which he's going on his first turn if you have Han and Chewie on the team, and you're going against Atreya lead. I hope all of that makes sense. But uh, you can kind of look at the faster Nest and Thrawns in your arena, get your Commander Luke over that speed threshold to go ahead of them, and... Because of the debuffs that he gives, you can make it to where R2-D2 can also go ahead of those characters and stealth. And then they're trapped into a spot where, um, you know, they're, uh, like Thrawn, for example, would be forced to, like, fracture R2 or Old Ben or whoever it is that gets stealth. So, I remodded my team to do that, which actually included slowing down R2-D2. I uh, got their speeds a little bit closer, and I also sped up old Ben because I just wanted to get him going a little bit earlier, and it's been pretty good. I mean, it's about about the same. Uh, I think one day I dropped into the 20s, but for the most part, it's been like 13 or 10 or 7 that I've been dropping to an arena. It's, I, I mean, the team's been unbelievable, but... Um, because of the amount of speed that I was slowing R2 down, I was able to switch mod sets. And I switched to an offense mod set because I have some really good uh, secondary speeds on offense sets, which allows me to add more offense to everyone, which is beneficial. Um, I think in general, I think speed's right. better for R2. But if you're able to get him fast enough, uh, you know, I think that's a pretty good way to go. And let's see, that's 
that's pretty much the gist of that whole, uh, uh, you know, remodding on my arena team and everything. Uh, and like I said, go check out the Reddit post. It kind of goes into a little bit more detail as far as, you know, how to figure all that stuff out. I'm probably going to write something up on the website, too. I've got an idea for a page on the site that I, I need to get to and kind of get that done. But the other thing is I have no... Before, I had none, zero gold speed set bonus speed arrows. Zero. And that seems really weird given the fact that I have farmed... Uh, I don't know how many speed sets, like, or speed mods, so many, and I didn't have one. So, uh, I found one that I really liked. I've been working on slicing it, and just today I took it to gold. So, it is at 32 speed, so that is beneficial, obviously, in a speed set. Um, yeah, so. It's, uh, you said it's a gold arrow. What were the secondaries like on it? Uh, the secondaries were offense, health. Uh, I kind of figured potence. you would probably did one with offense. Yeah, I, I really like the offense. Let's go check it out right now. Uh, so it had potency. Yeah, potency, offense, health, and defense. And the offense percent and the health percent, uh, each of them proc a total of three times. So they got a pretty significant bonus. It's a 4.1% offense and 4.3% health once sliced. So that's really good. And who was it on? Well, right now it's on old Ben. Um, you know, since I remodded my arena team up at speed, that's on him. But um, I was just figuring it wasn't on someone you were trying to get guard on. With that much health. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not on somebody that I want to get guard on. Someone that I want kind of tanky. And, you know, I figured that's a (laughs) good one because that mod could go back to R2 at any time. Who knows? And, you know, those secondaries are obviously great for that. Um, And uh, the other thing was I maxed out Han. I just did that a couple hours ago. It was interesting. The last piece, it was a a keypad, and it added... uh, I thought this was interesting, just the amount of stuff that it added total. It was 4.5% defense. With the mods I have on him, it added 84 offense and .75 critical chance. So uh, that I thought was pretty awesome. The offense and defense especially, because Han obviously needs that a lot. Um, and of course, you know, add, you know, the speed, which I don't need to tell you about that. They all add speed. Um, the other thing was an arena battle I did this week. I figured out Ness can be a very serious problem with this team. Uh, and if you don't remember, I'm talking about the Commander Luke with Han, Chewie, Old Ben, and R2. Uh... Nest is a big problem because of the amount of turn meter removal that this team has. Nest won't go. Um, In fact, I kind of think a slow Nest is really good defense because it literally took me three and a half minutes 
of operating the team on manual to kill Nest. You know what? That is a very good point and something that we've never really talked about. But the thing about Nest, right, especially on a team like yours where two characters' basics will remove turn meter, if, if your Nest is slow, the best chance that the other team has to kill your Nest is if she takes a turn and loses her bonus protection. So if you did mod her slow, then it'd be more of a timeout type of uh, plan, which is never a good way to go into a arena team, really. At least it hasn't been, might be coming up, who knows. But if you if your nest is never going, she's never losing, losing that protection and you're ne they're never going to kill her. So I can see how that would be definitely be a good thing and uh, a problem, especially for your team with Han removing turn meter on his basic twice or CLS removing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Oh yeah. It's because that's, that's one of the bigger problems. I mean, even with the triumvirate team, they're not pulling out turn meter, but, uh, killing nest, um, is just, it's hard enough when she gets all that bonus turn meter, if she's taking forever to get rid of it. That's a problem. Yeah. And I mean, it's, because of the way their specials are with this team, there's nothing you can do to not remove turn meter. Um, I mean, it does, it kind of sucks when you get into one of those situations. It's, it's a very, very big problem. And I'm considering slowing my Han solo down just because of that. I could actually add a little bit more, offense and lower his speed and i think i'm probably gonna end up doing that just because that kind of freaked me out a little bit it was a little weird um <laughs> so the other thing i figured out this week is night sisters are awesome i love this zombie rework it has made phase four so damn easy um i mean it's almost effortless to go over five million it's like i cannot even pay attention and i can screw up halfway through and I will still get five million. It is unbelievably easy. Um, and your zombies geared or still under? She is gear ten. I took her to gear ten. That way, I don't have the issue with her not coming back and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. It's. I mean, she is. She is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I think I have a couple pieces of her of gear on her in gear ten, but yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy how freaking good she is in this team now. So out of curiosity, have you fought any in the arena since the rework? No. Because there's been a lot of thought that they, that uh, that Night Sister Zombie rework was going to make them even better than they used to be in the arena. Uh, I, and I'm kind of curious how many people are fighting them. I do think I did a... people have even done it. I did a territory battle with them. Or not territory battle. Territory war. But yeah, it absolutely makes them so much better in arena just because... Like, even if it's just a team where you stick Daka and Zombie on the team, you have to kill Daka three times before you can kill the freaking zombie. Otherwise, she just keeps coming yeah, back. That's I mean, it is Which is Which is why I've seen a lot of people talking about just throwing Daka and Zombie in the mix for other mixed teams. Like one of them was that I've heard talked about. I don't know how practical it was, but it was a uh, CLS Han Chewbacca zombie and Doc. Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't work. I mean, <laughs> and that could get real annoying. Oh too. yeah, for sure. So, um, 
and yeah. you could also like maybe use Mother Talzin or I mean there's probably a lot of combinations you could do there. Uh I mean that auto revive is crazy good. Like it is it's so annoying and un I mean it is. It's pretty unbelievable. Um I wouldn't be a bit surprised to start seeing them climb into the meta some. Uh I mean like there's four teams you can take first with. CLS lead, Treya lead, well Emperor Palpatine lead, uh Basla Sean lead, uh Mother Talzin lead. I mean, you have a lot of options in arena right now. It's kind of crazy and really awesome. I don't remember the last time there were actually this many super viable options. And what's nice is they all do it a completely different way. It's not like you have different teams that win the same type of way. I mean, it really is a rock, paper, scissor type meta. And uh, I, I'm really enjoying the state of the arena currently. RJT is another well, one too. Since, yeah. So I got the... Uh... I got all my Night Sisters at Gear Twelve for the uh, for the Sith raid, so I'm hoping you know at some point if I can't get Riven, then maybe Night Sisters will be a counter, yeah. or we'll find one with these people I have at Gear Twelve to tide me over. That would be nice, but we'll see. So that was just a thought on how Night Sisters are in Arena. So yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check into this. I'm interested. Nice, they are fun. Um. All right, so let's let's both of us just go ahead and talk about where we're at. I mean, you mentioned Revan. Uh, how are your Knights of the Old Republic doing? Well, I am. I was <laughs> three shards from Bastilashan at six star yesterday, and after my first eight today, I'm still. One shard short of six star for Basilisk. So Aww. 84 out of 85. Jolie's at 82 out of 85. Uh, T3, 53 out of 65. I'm doing the three refreshes on him every day. Are you sure it's a him? Mission Vow, I haven't even... I'm sorry, I just assumed T3's gender. How terrible of me. It is at 53 out of 65. And uh, Mission Vow, I haven't even touched at 0 out of 30, so good times there. And Zalbar's 15 out of 65, so... Yeah, uh, not that great. Yeah. My uh, Bastila and Jolie are looking good for the two uh, refreshes I've been doing on them since they came out. But even still, 100 shards in... Oh, we'll get into that. Never mind. But, yeah, I like where they're at. I mean, I like... If if there was nothing that they were for in the the rate that I'm farming them, I'd be really happy with it. So yeah, almost six star on those two really good ones. Very nice. Um, I finished. How about you? How about you? I finished Bastila Sean today. Done. I uh, took her to seven star. That was super awesome. Um, so glad to be Very nice. done Very with nice. that. Uh, Jolie Bendo is thirty two out of eighty five. I'm a little bit behind you there. My T3 is 4 out of 65, and Mission is 45 out of 65. There were like three straight days where I was splitting it up between the two, but I would do like 10 battles of T3 and get one shard, and then I would go do 7 or 8 battles of Mission and get 3 to 4 shards. So I was like, piss on T3, I'm just going to go all in on Mission, and... 
for the past four days, at least one of my refreshes has been like six or seven out of eight. And then the rest of them are like two or three out of eight. So my drop rate on mission has has been pretty pretty damn good. So I am super thrilled about that. So I've just been going all in on her. And then my Zalbar is basically the exact same as yours. 12 out of 65. In other words, and no Revan. Yeah, so... Do- have you been doing refreshes on Zalbar? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's how I got him this far. I've been refreshing like crazy. That's funny. See, I haven't... He's the only one I have not refreshed. So I'm a, I must have started a little bit ahead of you to be where I'm at, still ahead of you, not using refreshes on Zalbar. So that's what I... I really want to get the other two to seven star just to straight out focus on Zalbar, but yeah. We'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. Understandable. All right. So, what else did you do this week in Swaga? So, pretty cool. I hit uh, the three point two million mark. So, you know, it feels like yesterday I was at two point five, all the way up to three point two now. I am about ten thousand from hitting three point eight on my alt. So. <laughs> do the math there alt's <laughs> almost 3.8 main is 3.2 whatever <laughs> but yeah i assume i'll hit the 3.8 this week on my alt that'll be cool nice but, yeah so the galactic power thing that was one thing uh on my alt i got chewbacca to gear 12 last night and threw Ooh. the three gear 12 pieces on him and double zated him so well, look at you. If you're not awake tonight, I will be bugging you tomorrow because I plan to, after the podcast, um, remod my my alt account off of my Basil Sean uh, Jedi team and start up CLS because I have I have CLS I have CLS with all the Zetas on that account. R two with his two Zetas. I have Chewbacca now with both of his. I have Han with his, and then I have Old Ben without any of his, all of them at gear 12. So Wow, I like it. I'm planning on putting them in, and I'm also thinking, so I wanted to ask you what you thought of this. I'm thinking about using his uh, getting, I have one more Zeta left after double Zeta and Chewbacca, but I have one more Zeta, and I'm really thinking about using it on the taunt for old Ben, because it's the only one I, well, yeah, I have both old Ben's left to go on him, but. I want, think I want the taunt one first. It's pretty good. I mean, can't, I, I can't lie. I like the isolate and still taunt thing. It's that's it is it is really great. Um, it's the only problem is because he does his AOE first, which does remove turn meter, so it's in a way speeds him up a little bit. It is kind of difficult to get off sometimes, but got once you get it off, I mean, it is. So good. Hmm. Big fan. For sure. For sure. So that's that's what I'm thinking of uh, on that account. So really stoked to get him finished on that account. But then on my main, he's at gear 11. I think he's two out of six right now. Just kind of buying the pieces and parts in uh, the shipments while using all my energy to farm shards. So I'd say Chewbacca will be gear 12 on my main account in like... 
four or five days, maybe at the most, because I got most of the, I got most of the salvage needed. It's just like ten or eleven left, and then the, them not showing up in shipment. So nice. We'll see what happens. But almost there for him, and I'm gonna try. I wanted to move my main arena team to the same team, but the problem is my old Ben's still gear nine. So, and I don't know what tank to sub for him. Um, you know, at least not one that I have a gear 12. I actually think there's a lot of options. Um, I've been very tempted to try shore trooper. I think shore trooper would be good. I think that general Kenobi would be good. I think those are probably the two best, but I also think, I mean, Thrawn and Nest are also really good in that last spot as well. They don't offer the taunt. That I could do, because I do got Nest you do. ready to go. So. They don't offer the taunt, but, uh, you know, they... Um, they are who they are. Well, they are who we thought well, they were. you know, Nest with the turn meter removal w- does, in a way, speed mm-hmm. up old Ben... And what you could do is you could set the team up to where CLS is super fast and then kind of basically set CLS and Nest to similar speeds and that would allow you to make Nest even go a little bit faster than you probably really have the speed mods for and remove turn meter and that would open the door for old Ben to remove turn meter and you could just probably put them in a nasty turn meter hole before the match really begins i like your thinking but the idea here was to replace old bin so that would require me having oh him well there. yeah that's true never <laughs> yeah never mind but gear nine touche touche so but yeah we'll figure we'll figure it out well i, still I mean that makes nest a Vase great is also an option then yeah exactly nest would would work i have her at gear 12 yeah. ready to go uh, Baze is probably two pieces from Gear 12, so if he would work, that might be another one. He'd but as far as I've heard, people don't fine, really like him. But, so, yeah. But yeah, so that's what I. That's what's been going on there. The other thing, I just thought this was funny to mention. Uh, and this happened probably not this week, but the week before, and I didn't mention it. I seven starred Rose on my alt, so I'm really. <laughs> I'm really thinking about trying that uh, that Zeta idea that we had. And see how it goes. Because that is what alts are for. At least that's my, what my alts are for. Doing things I wouldn't do on my main account. So, we'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Ask me in a week if I Zeta Rose. We'll see what happens. Did you yawn? I forgot to... Oh, I, are you done talking about Rose yet? I zoned out a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were more than fine a few weeks ago. What happened? <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> geez, I think that pretty much covers what you did in Swaga, didn't it? I think it does, my friend. All right. Next. Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. All right, poll, poll time. It's time for the poll. Who doesn't love a good poll? All right. Um, what what was the question? Like, what what was it about? I can't imagine what would have happened this week that we could have pulled people over. 
pretty much the same type of thing that happened last week, where we just got more information about everything that we found out last week. So the poll was about the... What we we found out, Revan is a hero's journey. Some is he? Well, he's Jedi, so it is a hero's journey. So it's a journey event, and uh, we found that out. So all the questions are kind of based around heroic journeys and around Revan and what's going on there. So, excuse me. The first question hit me with that. Uh, the, hit me with that. Oh thing. yeah, you know you got question it. one. All right, question one. Not really question, more of a statement, and we were given answers to it. But in one word, it is a question. <laughs> Never mind. In one word, I just put a period instead of a question mark. Man, what's wrong with me? So bad at these polls. Anyway, in one word, what was your initial reaction to the announcement of Revan's heroic journey? I figured, you know, letting people put one word could be quite interesting. And I think there's one word that stuck out above all else and it was a four-letter word that starts with an F. We won't tell you what it is. You can use your mind and guess, but that was by far the one that was written in the most. Definitely. And, uh, I'm pretty I mean, sure the word was funds. Total funds. Yeah. Funsies. Man. Beautiful. Yeah, there was a... There's a lot of answers to this question, and a lot of them are different, but they all... I think the theme of most of them goes in a... There's several themes to these words. Some of them were more of the, uh, this is not like, oh crap, basically. Or more, there were a bunch that were about the time frame, like already or fast, things like that. And then there were some, yeah, that weren't surprise. Let's see here. Let's see, uh, let me go through and just, I'm going to randomly pick some out and say what, say what they are. All right, so... Let's see. You got excitement. So a couple of people wrote sigh, panic, uh, dismay, hype. Uh, <laughs> in one, all in one word with no spaces. Are you effing kidding me? Um, I don't know if that counts as one word, but way to get it in there. Um, meh, unbelief. <laughs> I mean, there are. I don't know. There are a few. It, the span uh, it spans everything it, here. It does. It's like they're all over the place. There's like there's relief. There's disappointed, confused, excitement, amazed. Game. Woo! Game time. Yeah. There's a. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. A uh, lot of responses. Um. But uh, yeah. Why don't we go ahead and go on to question two. All right, question two. So, moving on with the same, the same uh, theme, topic here. Same theme. That's the word. Thank you. Do you believe that you will be able to unlock Jedi Revan on the event's first iteration? Now, I put a lot of answers in here because people have said that I don't give enough options for answers to cover what everyone is feeling with these things. So, I tried to put as many in here as I could to give people an option for what what they were going to say. So let me just tell you what the options were. Starting from top to bottom, the options were, yes, I am ready now. Yes, I'm close now, so should be there by the end of the event. Probably not, but I'm going to give my best attempt. Probably not, so I'm working now towards a second iteration. 
no chance. I'll work on it when I can. And no, I'm focused on other things. We'll focus on this when and if I decide. Dan, you did not give enough options because my answer would have been no chance, but I'm working on it for uh, the second iteration. It's not a probably not. It's a definite no. So that's my only. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Everything the same, but one word. My bad. But but the probably not so I'm working on it now for the second iteration was a huge portion of the pie, thirty eight percent. I did not find that surprising at all. That's where I fall, for the most part. Yeah. So uh, so if you look at the two portions that will be getting him, it was. Basically, 17.5% of people between the yes, I am ready now, and yes, I'm close now, so should be there by the end of the event. So, you know, a little... Not a big percentage. Yeah, not not a big percentage. <laughs> much, much lower than it was on the Chewbacca event. Obviously, not surprised. Um, and then over half the pie was people saying probably not, and then, you know, another 30% that said basically no chance. It's kind of surprising that 8% of people aren't even worried about Revan. They don't even want... They've got other priorities and they're not even going for it right now. So that was interesting to me. Well, I mean... But there's always there, people... And it's, there, there's, but the thing is, that's... There's always people that don't chase everything that comes out yeah. either. So it's not surprising, but the... the, the those are the numbers there. I mean, there's a lot of people that are Same. still working on, you know, Old Ben or RJT or whatever else. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff to work on depending on where you're at in the game. And, uh, you know, um, both the previous Heroes-type characters have been unbelievably good. So uh, I would think we can probably expect that um, from Revan. And, I mean... Yeah, that's the other thing with all of this. We only know how to get him. No one's seen how good he yeah. is or what his kid is. We can only assume and speculate that being a journey character, he's probably going to be pretty dang good, especially when it's that hard to get him. Yeah. So you would think. We'll see. Yeah. Question three. Question three basically was in a. Repeat of last week's question, but given a week, you know, farming and kind of seeing where the shard distribution for you RNG wise was, we went back to uh, with a week from the last poll and new information on the event, which characters are the troublemakers for this event for you? Now I gave the, I gave all five characters as an answer you could pick. And I made this a checkbox so you could pick more than one, but I also gave three more answers to cover some some answers that people told me they wish were on this last week, which was all, uh, none, I'm not farming them, and none, I have them ready. So, kind of covers everyone here. Um, but the same answer was, after a week, was the same. People having a little more trouble with those shards than you are, but Mission Vow, 138 out of 232 people, 59%. That is just the toughest one. I found that surprising. Um, I figured Zalbar would be more difficult given that he's hard node only. I know we get eight attempts and he's on two different hard nodes, but still, um, 
I, I was very surprised by that. Yeah, for sure. It's it's my only thing I can think of is that people went, you know, three refreshes in fleet, three refreshes in red normal energy, and went hard after the other two before Zalbar came on out and might have more energy to spend on Zalbar now. Uh since the other two were out longer. That would be the only reason I would think. But yeah. Yeah, Zalbar was number two with ninety nine out of two hundred thirty two. So forty two percent. Cool. Uh thirty seven percent for T three, twenty three percent for Jolie Bindo. And then this is not this one it's not surprising, but it the number being this low for this amount of people, six per, six people or two percent said Basilashan. So a lot of people have really been farming that Basilashan for from crystal shipments before she was farmable and everything else because they're just not worried about that one. And it's not surprised because she was a really good character and a lot of people use her in arena. So, but six percent or sorry, two percent Basilashan. So a lot of people like you that have her at seven stars already and are not worried about her. Or are within striking distance. Because, yeah, she's been a great character since she came out. I mean, yeah, that leader ability sure. is just so awesome. Alongside that Grandmaster Yoda rework. I mean, yeah, pretty much everybody kind of went with her just because she's really good, fun, and kind of brought the Jedi back. So, My answer, knowing that it's only a, what, a week until the event starts, I put all. Because none of mine are at seven star. Yeah. And all of them are at least a hundred shards away, so it's just going to be nightmare scenario for me to ever even try to get there right now. So, fifty nine people out of two hundred thirty two, twenty five percent said all of them. I'm with you, people. I understand where you're at with that. Um, yeah, no yeah. kidding. Cool. And five percent said they're not farming. Three percent said they have them ready. So. Interesting makeup between all of those. Indeed. Indubitably. Question four. What's that next question? Question four. Okay, so the next question I had was about timing of the event, right? So, all right, a lot of us have given in to the fact that, hey, I'm probably not going to get her on the first time, her, him, on the first time around. What do we think is the odds or the time frame that this event is going to come back so i put in there uh let's see five answers two months or less three months four months five months six or more months just trying to get an idea of what people think is going to be the time frame now i wrote in there not what you want because if it was what i want i'd say you know two months or less but what do you realistically realistically think it will be so what do you see in, in this, these results here? Well, I wasn't too surprised with the breakdown of the results. Uh, there were 7% seven, 7 of people said two months or less. 29% said three months. Uh, 34% said four months. 6.5% said five months. And the final 24% said six or more months. I fall into the three-month category. I think we'll see him back around Christmas time just because I feel like you know CLS came out around this time I be- was it last year I believe it was last year and yeah uh you know wait CLS is it, was it longer than that ago 
Yeah, because last year was RJT. No, it was last year. Yeah. RJT was last year. RJT was last December, and I think CLS was like September. Uh, You know, and then he ended up coming back around Christmas as well. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them do that exact same thing this time. So we'll see. Oh, Fyrus says Luke came out in August. Wow. Ah, yes, that's right. Taking back August. I remember that now. Well, so that was closer to five months. Dang. Well, that's kind of a bummer. If I remember correctly, RJT came out in December and then came back around March. So it was about three, four months. It was about four months for both of them from everything I've seen. Or the the breakdown people have done. So I think the easiest way to assume is four months from now he will come back. That's a bummer. Unless they make it longer. Oh, I don't do that. I don't know. Please. (laughs) <laughs> like if y'all are listening, please, I don't, please, God, don't make it longer than four months. We're going realistic here, okay? That's I'm just saying, I don't want that to happen, but that could be the realistic way. If I knew it was going to be longer than four months, I would wail. <laughs> yeah, I. Oh man, okay. We'll just keep moving on with the poll. Uh, uh, Zane, two months. Hold on. Zane says that CLS returned after 140 days. So, you know, that's what, a little over four months? Yeah. 4.3 months, roughly. Cool. Drew, also with the knowledge there, Legendary Palpatine was the longest wait. And I remember. Yeah waiting for him because I did not get him seven star his first time around. And I remember sitting, waiting to get him at seven star forever. And it, it's that six months is a long time, long wait. It it feels like forever by cause, because six months from now, the game will totally be different. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I'm sure there will be lots of things that happen in the next six months before, if it was to take that long, by that time we might have two metas, Already pass, you know. Yeah, I would say with the way the Sith meta's gone this year, that might not be the case. So we might just sit on a Revan meta for six months if it took six months, and everyone hate it. And by the time they got him, not want to run it anymore. I don't know, but it's just that is a long time. I'm really hoping at the most it's that four months, but we'll see. Yeah, interesting. All right. Question number five. All right, last question for a new player. New player, who do you think is the easiest journey character to go after first? CLS was an answer. Jedi Training Ray was an answer. And I put Jedi Revan on there just for consistency. I did not expect people to pick him because, holy cow, <laughs> there's no way he's the easiest journey character for a new pick player. But he's on there. And uh, I will say this, that 16 people said he was the easiest. So to all 16 of you, thank you for doing that. I, I really... I want to know if you believe it or not. That's <laughs> hilarious. But 85% of people said Commander Luke Skywalker is the easiest uh, journey character to achieve for a new player, followed by Jedi Training Ray, who got 18 votes, two more than Revan, as the second easiest. Interesting. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know... We'll get into this a little later, but I don't know that that's... Yeah, it is probably true. But I don't think that RJT is as hard 
as people make it out. Yeah. So, but we'll talk about it. I agree. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that. But, I mean, you basically need him a five of first order and then some resistance characters, basically. It's not, not too bad. Not much different than CLS, other than he requires the five empire to get R2, obviously. And that's something else that's interesting. This is the first, like, journey-type character in which does not require an already existing legendary character. So that's a little bit interesting as well. That is interesting. Kind of breaks the... Mold. Breaks the uh, pattern. Indeed. So for all of us thinking that they would have to release C-3PO for a Jedi Luke, that's not necessarily true. Indeed. All right. Or you might not even need Chewbacca. You know, you might not need that legendary character. So for those of you that did not get Chewbacca, have heart. If they did release Jedi Luke, let's say, in December, they would have to return first. you might not need Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they would have him return, so. I mean, it's Jedi Revan, right? Why not bring in a Jedi Luke? Like, give Jedi the meta for, like, the next year. Sith have had it for, since freaking February. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. All right. Time to move on to the next thing. Strong with us. This update is Young Padawans. Update. Uh, there was some moderately exciting stuff and then some more exciting stuff, I guess. Uh, Sith Fighter is now farmable. Fleet Hard Node 3E. So, I'm busy farming other crap i'm never gonna get to it you cut out in some pretty terrible parts there because i'm like what is he saying so everyone watching on twitch will hear the cutout parts like i did i'm wonderful what those of you listening on (laughs) itunes or whatever heard everything i said but you know my internet is so want me to shut up (laughs) the uh Sith Fighter is farmable. You know, you know what? For all those people that are focused on TB and have the extra energy, they are loving this because, because holy smokes, Sith Fighter seems to show up all over platoons from three to six when you get there in both sides, dark and light side territory battles. So have a few people in your guild start farming that if they uh, don't care about the other things. Yeah, no kidding. Because there's always at least one that no one realized Sith Fighter's in there and you go 14 out of 15 and you're like, why did you guys fill this up? We cannot finish it. Indeed. So Uh, The other thing was they fixed the Heroic Sith Triumvirate Raid Phase 1 bug. The Darth Nihilus copying the negative status effects with Annihilate. Um, So he won't be copying Zombie Speed and not moving. Solo... uh, yeah, you can't solo phase one anymore with that bug. Well, with that bug, yes. we You might still be able to solo it. I, I haven't seen it, but you, you never know. I mean... Yeah, he's, you know. he's not going to... Revan's not... Or not Revan. Gosh, now I got him on my head. Nihilus. Nihilus is not going to copy... Uh, copy Zombie's zero speed when he annihilates him anymore. Yeah. So... Nice. The days of him not taking another turn are over. Um, the other thing that kind of came out were some packs because you got to be able to spend the dollars to get your Raven, Raven, Revan, 
Your rabbit. <laughs> uh, so they released. I've done that a few times. They too. released two packs that cost thirty dollars. One of them is fifty shards of Joe Lee and fifty shards of Basil Sean, and the other is fifty shards of Mission Vow and fifty shards of Zalbar. Both of them at thirty dollars. Um, I feel like the Mission Vow and Zalbar one is way better value, but you know that's just me. If you need it, you need it. Uh, I did the math on the shards, and if you were to spend thirty dollars in crystals by a twenty pack and twenty dollar pack and ten dollar pack, it would essentially be the equivalent of getting them at forty one crystals per shard, which isn't too bad. It's not great value, but it's not too bad. So what's the crystal to shard ratio for crystal uh, shipments? For crystal shipments? Oh, like, yeah, I, I gotcha. 80. Normal yeah. shipments. Still. 80 shards per, or 80 crystals per shard. 80 crystals yes. per shard, so it basically cuts it yep, in half. It does. Gotcha. Indeed. Uh, the other thing was there is... 50 shards of T3 for $15, basically the same price, just different pack. And then they have one pack that is 699 crystals. This is a bargain. Also known as also the known slot as machine. the slot yeah. machine. I need a slot machine sounder. Oh. Ching ching. I I'm so going to have that next week. Um <laughs> you have chance at yes. one of the five Old Republic characters and ten shards minimum. So even at the minimum, you're at 69.9 crystals per shard. The only So if you need all the characters, it's probably a pretty good bargain. If you have some completed, not so much. But you can get up to 330 shards. You could finish a character with 699 crystals. Don't count on it. Yeah. But I will say this. I have heard at least seven people saying they've gotten multiple 50 drops on this. Now, I'm not saying go and buy this pack. I don't want to tell you to do it or don't do it. I'm just saying I have heard good things. And as Wink said, the value crystal to shard ratio is pretty decent. So... If you are behind and you want to try it, buy three or four of them, and after that, see how you feel. I don't know, but it's this is one thing that this is the okay. This is how I look at this pack. This is the okay. I went out, hung out with my friends all night, came home, little tipsy, and I decided, you know what? Why not give it a try for a little bit, and then wound up with seven star characters. You know? Yeah. This is the pack that would do it That's true. in one go. Now, it might cost a bunch. Might. I say might. Probably would, but... Dude, that's you know. what I should do. I should spend a vault and just start buying these packs like crazy and see if I can get Re- Revan. You say that. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Anyways. Yeah. On to the next. I, I say that, but... We all know. Um, I am looking for something to play for this. Uh, I guess we'll go with this again. 
because it's been stormy around the community oh, no. over this. I mean, um, oof. yeah, I have my happy face on today. Yeah, because I've been well, drinking. Thank God. Um, so. Start us off. Tell us, uh, tell everyone about this whole Revan event a situation. Okay, so basically gave a breakdown of who Revan was, talking about the event and what it is. I wanted to read it because it's kind of cool. Actually, let me say this before we even go into this. I want to say this because I didn't bring it up. It's not in our notes. We're not going to talk about it. But lost in all this announcement about the Jedi Revan event was a post that they posted on the forums that I absolutely love and wish that they would do more of. I don't know if you read it, but it was the making of Revan post. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Where they showed kind of like the development of the yep. character as they drew it and draw it out, along with some questions or answers from the different developers that worked on the different parts of it. And just uh, the post was really, really cool. And if you haven't read it because... Revan information, let's talk about that. But if you haven't read it, go check out that post. It's really cool. It seems like they put a lot of uh, thought and work into putting that together to show people. And it's just a nice inside look at uh, what it takes and what they do to build a character. So if you haven't checked that out, go check Indeed. it out. Um, it's very cool. I agree. Now, back to the... Def- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just concurring. I agree. You may proceed, sir. All right, so as far as the event goes, have you heard the tale of the hero who led the Jedi to victory against the Mandalorians in the ancient war? No, neither have I. How the savior of the Republic faced down the armies of Mandalore and took their leader's mask. Sounds impressive. Or perhaps the story of a great fall and a return to the light. Learn all about one of the great mysteries and myths of the old Republic. Prepare to follow the journey of Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight. Sounds very exciting. I'm not going to lie. I I think we can assume he's going to have the Jedi tech. I, That's just a guess. Yes. What? And there's already a really good Jedi leader out there. So if you Zeta Bastila Sean, I mean, he would probably fit right in that team. For sure. So the event starts on October 18th. So. Today is October 11th when we record this. It's probably October 13th or 14th when you're reading, listening this because I think most people, a lot of people listen to it on the when, on their drives to work. So, But October 18th, one week from today, the event comes out. So you've got a week to farm shards. Then yeah. we don't know how long the event is because they did not yeah. say. So one week... Uh, other heroic journeys have been one week long, so you got to think you probably got two weeks to get the shards you need at this point. Um, so that's a lot of shards in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's normal farming methods are probably not going to be enough if you've just been farming them off of. If you didn't do any refreshes every day, gonna be almost impossible. If you've been doing one, probably still impossible. Two, probably still impossible. It's just. There's a lot of shards that are needed for this. And with Vow, Zalbar, and T3 only becoming farmable about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. 
There's just everyone's behind yep. here, unless that you bought the marquee packs, which you know in a lot of cases, uh, people wait till they go to crystal shipments or wait till they're. In, well, I can't say that. I don't know anyone that waits for chromiums to get characters, but crystal shipments sure. and uh, when they become farmable, a lot of people do that. So if that was the way you went, they haven't been in there a long time. So there's a lot of shards to make up here. But I think that if we can look at the packs, we can take a guess as to when the event will end. Because if you look at the packs, the packs are available for, when I wrote the notes, they were available for 13 days and like eight hours. Meaning two weeks from today is when the packs go away. So... If I were to put on my thinking mask, mask, hat, I don't know, pulling raisins from the dirt here. But if I, if I put on my thinking hat, I would think that this event will probably end a week after it starts. Yeah. So from today, I think you have two weeks to farm shards as well as gear up characters and be able to beat the event. So Indeed. Not looking good for Very most Very grim us. outlook, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I'm. I can speak for everyone, but I think I could speak for probably eighty percent of people are not going to be ready for this. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I think I would probably agree. I think if I was like a vault away, I think I would go all in. But um, I'll be honest, I like mod salvage too much, and I've been spending four hundred fifty crystals a day on mod salvage. So, you know, I can only blame myself for not being ready, but I do wish I would have done a different strategy. I think I could have been pretty damn close, and it's kind of a bummer. I don't think anyone could have guessed that this was coming this soon after they dropped. Now... We've seen a similar thing happen with Phoenix when Thrawn came out. But with the Phoenix, everyone was in a different place using different energies and shipment costs and everything else. So it was easier to farm them all at the same time. And then some of those shipments were really easy to farm. Plus there were six of them instead of five. It, it was just a little bit different. You know what I mean? So it's rough. This is just, it's rough. Yeah. Um, needs a seven star Basil Sean, Jolie Bindo, Mission Val, Zalbar, and T3 M4. So there's only five available. Three of them are on a hard node and a fleet hard yep. node. Two of them are on Cantina. So you ha literally have to farm two of them from one place at the same time and three from the other place at the same it's time. It's a bummer they couldn't have at least put like Zalbar, Zalbar or Mission Val in like fleet shipment or guild shipment or something that, you know, those aren't places that they're shut off to ever adding anyone else. It would be really great if they would have added one of them there. You have characters that aren't Hermit Yoda and Wampa in guild event currency. Yeah. I'm surprised we've not seen in any characters that have come out, anyone else been added to that store. So th this is the kind of interesting thing. Uh, I mean, Revan has been, like, one of the most wanted characters in Swaga. Outside of Jedi Luke, probably the most wanted character. 
and he gets completely yeah. announced before the road ahead post. The road ahead post is going to have nothing to do with Revan. And the road ahead post always yeah. has some juicy that was, stuff. That'll be the road behind at that point. So M- Maybe. I mean, <laughs> we, we don't know what's on it, but uh, I mean... The fact that they're already rolling out a Jedi Revan and then they're talking about the road ahead that we, I mean, we haven't even got it yet. So I, I, sus- I suspect the time is counting down before we get it. And I have my fingers crossed because, like I said, there's always something really good. We always get some sort of announcement with it. If they would have made Jedi Revan the main part of the road ahead, people would have lost their minds. They would have been so happy. But it's like, well, here's Jedi Revan. This is like a prequel to the road ahead. So if you're pissed off about the Revan thing, just remember there's probably something that might be bigger, more exciting, or, you know, more stuff that is coming. You know, this is, it's not like this is the big thing for the quarter. Like, there's more coming. So, uh, be, I mean, be on alert, be paying attention, and, uh, you know, saving, I, I still think saving currency and crystal stuff is not a bad idea. So, let me just say, okay, so, we'll keep going through this for a second, but the, there were no mentions of double drops in the post. Um, so unless they put out some random post within the next seven days saying, hey, we're getting double drops on this day for this long or whatever, we right now we don't there's no double drops in preparation for this. So that's one thing that's also been different about the last few. So that kind of I know people would go all in on those double drops if they were there. So maybe maybe they'll you know drop that who knows but uh right now it's not a thing so yeah that was interesting that that wasn't in there but uh yeah let's talk about our thoughts um you want to th- you want to real quick thoughts bef- here oh you have a you have a little table here uh, in the notes I, we didn't talk i, I about. do i have a little table that i made that uh if you're I made this specifically for Zalbar just because I was kind of curious exactly how, you know, the cost per shard actually breaks down as far as where you're farming him since you can farm him as a 16 regular energy node and a 20 energy fleet node. This kind of indicates the uh, crystals per shard depending on where you farm it and the order in which you should you know, node refresh to be the most efficient. So, obviously, you should do the free regular first before you do the free fleet. Now, the free regular energy is obviously the most efficient. If you do a 25 crystal node refresh on regular energy, this is, uh, this is accounting for the energy spent to refresh your actual energy as well. A second uh, regular energy usage is more efficient than fleet energy. Um, You know, your first set of fleet energy is the third most efficient way to get Zalbar shards. 
And then after that, a 50 crystal node refresh of regular energy. And then after that, you get into a 25 crystal node refresh in the fleet. And then, of course, your fleet and regular uh, regular energy, 50 crystal uh, refreshes with um, 100 energy would be the same. So it kind of depends on how your energy breaks down. Um, I have two spots in here at the, you know, uh, 50 crystal node refresh on, you know, for regular energy, comparing it with if you're having to spend 100 crystals for energy versus 50 crystals for energy, just because, you know, people may be farming different things. But um, if you are going to, let's see, if you are going to be spending the 50 crystal, um, if it costs you 50 crystal node refresh and 100 energy or 100 crystal energy refresh, you are better off just buying them from the shipments based on crystals per shard. Because crystals per shard in the shipments is 80 crystals. If you're spending the 50 energy node refresh plus the 100 crystals on energy, you're over that. You're at 100 crystals per shard. God, I hope that made sense. I was about to say, if you could not follow all of that... There will be a table on the site, so you can go check that out. Yes. I'll check the site. We'll put it in the resources on the Discord, and then you can find it there. It will basically break down, you know, like Wink just did, where the best use of your refreshes are as you continue down your farming. So, Indeed. There you go. All right, so Fair now Fair we nice. can move on to our thoughts. Ugh. Who wants to go first? Because we're n- we're not on the same page on this one. Um, I feel that if I go first, or if you go first, and then I go, you're just gonna go again. So I should probably go first, so you can <laughs> disagree with me, and then give your okay. Thoughts. Go for it. All right. So my thoughts are this, and I'm gonna try to be realistic in thoughtful here Uh and not be completely angry about my own feelings on this. So we've talked about this on every podcast since Basilis, Sean and Jolie came out, how I've been doing one and two refreshes on them every single day, not farming gear at all, using every bit of energy that I have on those two characters. Come the announcement day, I am barely at six stars on those two. Not to mention, on top of that, spending refreshes now on Zalbar and only getting him to five stars. Is he at five stars? He's not even at five stars. Just getting him to four stars. I'm zero out of 30 on mission. Haven't even gotten to her yet because I've been pouring all that energy into T3 with the three Cantina energy refreshes a day. The only way that this could have gone better for me is if I had hundreds of $100 of crystals just saved up, which I didn't because I used all of my crystals to buy gear for bounty hunters for Chewbacca, so I had no crystals left. If I had all those crystals to spend on shards in the in the shipment store, I could supplement that and make it go a little faster, but, you know, I got to buy more shards for them to make that happen at this point. 
basically what I'm saying is I've spent some money on this. Like, it's not like I am doing this the free-to-play way. I've been buying $20, $20 crystal packs at least twice a month. Uh, I bought a whole bunch of crystals to gear up uh, Bastila and Jolie. Like, I'm not doing this free-to-play. I can't imagine where you're at if you're doing it free-to-play. I've spent money, but the fact that the part that bugs me is that I've spent money and I still have zero chance. Like there is zero chance to get this character. That I in the in the month and a half I've been farming Bastille and Jolie, I feel I could have geared at least two teams to gear 12 for territory wars and still been missing this event the way I am now. But instead, I'm missing it after spending a month and a half trying to not miss it. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, uh, it just feels like you had to have bought the characters from the marquee packs up to seven stars to there's like, this was aimed at those people that bought those marquee characters to seven stars when they came out, not to people that are waiting for them to go to crystal shipments or waiting for them to be free to play. Let me say this. I don't think this character was meant for free-to-play. I don't think it was ever a chance for free-to-play. I don't have a problem with that. Okay, I know a lot of free-to-play listeners here will, and I understand your frustration. But at some point, they were going to make a character that you had to pay to get. I just did not expect that character that you had to pay to get to have to cost uh, four months of a car pay- four months of car payments, you know? It's, 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 it's rough. Now I don't talking about money doesn't matter. If you want to spend money on the game, I'm totally fine with that. And I don't care what anyone spends zero, your whole paycheck. It doesn't matter if you can do it. Totally fine. It's just rough to know that you do spend and you still have no chance. You know what I'm saying? So that is my frustration with this. Um, I don't know. That what that one so, as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> I like I said, I am censoring myself to try to be to see both sides, but I, it's just a little, it's just a little no, annoying knowing that I could have two more gear twelve teams instead of and be eighty shards behind on a couple characters than where I'm at and not and not making it. Yeah, so. So I totally get yeah, it. I, I do. It make. I mean, it does make sense. However, I, I don't remember exactly when these characters. Can, can you pull up the forms and see exactly when these characters came to be available? Um, I, I know Basilashan's been available a lot longer than T three Mission Vow and Zalbar. However, I. I People, there are a lot of people that are really up in arms, and to be perfectly honest, I, I don't really mind this at all. Like, do I wish that we had more time to where there was a realistic chance of me getting him? Yeah. Did they make it pretty clear that they were going to do a legendary and then a heroes-like event? Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm not, I'm not surprised at. All there is zero shock factor in the fact that it is coming when it does. Um, I, 
I mean, I wish I could get him, but I don't. I, I rarely spend money on the game. I'm I'm cheap, and I have fun just trying to do things by being efficient with my crystals. Like that's part of what I enjoy about the game, and. I totally get why people want Revan. He's a very beloved character. Everybody wants him, especially all the KOTOR people. Um, I want him, and I've never even played KOTOR. So just the hype and the excitement around him, I'm pretty pumped. But I just... I don't, I don't really mind them making a character that is expected to be unbelievably good making him pretty much free to play. We've had this lo- I-, I remember back when pay to play. Yeah, that's what I meant. I remember the days and this could have something to do with it. I remember the days of you couldn't get Rex unless you were Chromium and having to fight that bastard in arena. Oh my god, it was awful. And we're <laughs> that is a very good we, point. We don't have that anymore. That. There's there's not the Wedge being locked behind, uh, what were those packs called? They weren't chromiums. They the same one Rex was in. Erodiums. That's what it was. We, we used to have characters locked behind that. They were completely locked behind a paywall in which you had to spend several hundred dollars to even get the character half usable. We get every character in this game now at three star, and. This is really the first character that we have had in a very long time that you really kind of almost have to pay to even get. And to be perfectly honest, I have no issue with it whatsoever. Um, I, I, I just, I guess because I've been playing as long as I have, I'm used to games in which there were... There's always pay-to-play that has such a big advantage. And for the last year, pay-to-play hasn't had much of an advantage at all outside of... um, But it's not pay-to-play. That's my issue here. You keep saying that, but it's not. It's literally the upper end of pay-to-play. Not everyone that pays to play is going to get this character. It depends on what you consider pay-to-play. You literally have to have spent... Okay. I mean, well, if I'm paying there, money, I can There are, of course, degrees. To play. I, I mean, people who spend $20 a month that they pay to play, like, they're not getting this character, but maybe. Right. But if you're spending $100 a month, is that not pay to play? If you're spending $200 a month, is that not pay to play? I mean, it. I, I guarantee, yeah. I, I'm no, willing I, to I, guess if you're paying $200 a month to play this game, you're probably still not unlocking this I, game. I bet if you're... And that's a good chunk of money to put into a game where you can unlock a character that's supposed to be pay-to-play, or not not supposed to I be, have, we consider it I have want to, and you can unlock I have it. want to pre-apologize for what I'm about to say, but um, if you're spending $200 a month on this game and you're not getting Revan, one, you're either not very far into the game, or two, you suck at resource management. That's, I mean... Two bucks a month, you should be able to get him. I, I mean, unless you went after solo characters instead of Kotor, because you thought that the characters were going to be needed in December and not October. Maybe. I mean, I get. I, I'm not going to call people bad because they make a decision based on zero information. Well, that's you know, that's it's given just, the situation. It's, it's, that's still it's bad management. I mean, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear about. Oh, that this I'm week. believe me. 
I, I've been on Reddit a lot this week. I've said a lot of things that piss people off. I don't care. Um, it's great PR, by the way. Thank yeah, you. I do what I can. Um, I, I'm not the public relations guy. It's not, not my territory. I know. That's why I always say stop talking on Reddit. Please. I know. You do. <laughs> yeah. Every time I get on Reddit, Dan's like, shut up. But um, stop talking. I, I've been stop. a lot more diplomatic lately. Thank you very much. Um, well, you did turn a troll into a possible <laughs> listener. Um, and if he's listening, thanks for listening. Sorry, <laughs> I don't feel that you are a troll anymore. I saw your side of the argument. Um, and I mean, there are different there are different point of views on you know what I'll say this: what CG Carrie told us was true from a certain point of view. Um, you. I just don't have an issue with them almost um, kind of requiring people to pay for a character when there really hasn't been one in a while. I just, I'm not that up in arms about it. I'm really not. I, I've, and honestly, because of the way everyone else feels, I've been trying to make myself feel that way. And I don't, I just, I don't know. Um, maybe I'm rambling on a little bit here, but I, I'm really curious to see what everyone else thinks and how many people think. By the way, I cannot I'm... find when Bastila and Jolie went farmable in these updates. I mean, I probably keep clicking around it, and but I can't find it. I do know that T3, Zalbar, and Mission went farmable on the 26th of September, but I cannot find. Okay, those were the so. main two. So say that one more time. T3, Zalbar, and Mission went farmable on the 26th of September. 26th of September, and we are currently on the 12th of October. All right. I, I want to do, do some... Two weeks. Basically two weeks. Yeah, you said... Yeah, basically two weeks. We'll say... What, was, what is it? Two weeks and a day. Seven, 18 days, basically. I think. 12 and four, uh, 16... We'll, we'll say 16 days. So if you take 16 days, and let's say you do the 100 crystal refreshes, that's 360 energy plus the uh, 360 energy plus the 120 plus the 45. If you get all that, that's 525 energy per day times the 16 days. That's 8,400 energy. Let's say if you spent all that on Mission Vow... That would be 525 attempts times the 33% drop rate. That is 175 500 that you would get. 525 attempts? Yes. In how many days? 16 days. So, and that is all 100 crystal refreshes. That would get you 175 shards. And that's only for Mission Vow. I will say, nah, that changed my opinion a little bit. Maybe not, not a ton though. I here, okay. You, let I'm me, not surprised. Let me, uh, they, they did. Let me set play this. psychiatrist. Okay, go. For let it. me play psychiatrist here. Wink. You like to be on the opposite of everything. That's how I feel. So even if I liked it, you probably wouldn't. No, like that's it. not true. That's how I, feel. 
I feel like I'm no. I feel like I'm more in the middle generally. I don't. Most swing people too don't far like this. So the, you want to that go is on the true. Other side, I am. I am on the other side of most people. One hundred percent. Yes. Most of the time. Yes. yes. Exactly. That's my point. But uh, well, I wouldn't say most of the time. Certainly in this situation, I'm fine. Okay, with, at least most of the time with me. And how's that? <laughs> I guess the problem is whenever you talk about the people that are spending a couple hundred dollars a month on the game like what is the point at which somebody should be able to get these characters what price range is it um i think that (laughs) i hate this i don't i think that's yeah i i mean that's certainly a debate like i said i haven't actually done the math on that to see exactly where you would be you know and it depends on where you finish an arena how many free crystals you're getting per day and all that sort of stuff that is another thing to throw into the idea that Absolutely. you don't have to be a Kraken to unlock the character. If you're finishing one on both arenas or one in one and even getting top 50 in the other one, that's a lot of crystals yeah, is. that you're not having to that's buy. True. So if you're only spending a hundred bucks a month, you know, and you have all those extra crystals from that, if you did not have that, like a lot of people in the game, then, you know, and yeah. a lot of people would say if you're not getting in the top of the arena, you're not playing and whatever. I, I, I think that's not true because a lot of people just don't focus yeah. on the arena and are really good in raids or really good in territory battles or whatever. People have different focuses. But the problem for those people is <laughs> you don't get as many crystals from those things as you do from arena and fleet. So if you're good at those right. things, you're always going to have a one up on everything. I, I want to sum up the way I feel entirely right right here so i'm not a I, I think i think the primary the primary issue that i have seen is that there is a lot of free to play characters or free free to play or low spending players that are upset that they're not getting revan because it's a character they love those people i don't i i don't particularly feel bad for i i, I don't care no sympathy sorry the people I have seen people arguing for like the mid spenders, the people that do spend quite a bit that aren't like total freaking Krakens. And those people that aren't getting them, those people I feel a lot more sorry for. Um, that, that part does kind of suck. I mean, if you are spending a couple hundred dollars a month and you're not getting him, that, that sucks. And I feels bad. Yeah, man. Feels I, bad. I don't disagree. So my final thought is this. I was mad at first, maybe not because of the free-to-play stuff or any of that, more of the fact that I spent so much time on these characters, a lot of my energy, a lot of my crystals on refreshes. Oh, yeah, and so did I. On refreshes and uh, yeah. node refreshes, everything. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of crystals, and I'm no closer than I would... Well, I'm closer, but not close enough to get him than I would have been if I just did one refresh every day for the past month and a half and spent all my energy on gear, gearing up other things. So that kind of sucks, but I'll be, I didn't have a headset, so I couldn't interrupt you. So I'm going to keep going, but the, it was nice. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. But I say this, once I start thinking about it, I'm not as mad. It'll come back. I'm I don't guarantee, but I'm willing to guess that if it took six months to come back in that six months, something else is going to come out. Whether it's free to play, whether it's a new territory battle with a new character in there, something's going to happen that we're all going to be able to work towards to 
fight Revan if he became some kind of meta monster? Or let's think of it this way. What if Revan becomes the sixth person that can get first place and you can keep your Treya in there and be fine? You know, we don't know what... We only know that the character's probably going to be really good. But we don't know that they're going to be unbeatable. You know what I mean? So... That's definitely true. That's, that's where point. I'm at. I, I, If I don't get them this time, I've come to grips with the fact that there will probably still be teams that can beat him. And there are... That's the way it's been, right? Kind of this back and forth of people with different teams that can still fight at the top of arena. So I'm banking on being able to still fight at the top of the arena if I don't get him. And then I'll get him the next time around. I've resolved to that fact, and I feel a lot better about it just saying, hey, I don't know what's coming, but I'm sure that they'll put other things in the game besides him that will be available for arena or for other things to focus on and not worry about it so much. You know what I mean? So here's the big question. What, what would you spend to get Revan? What would What's I spend to get Revan? If uh, you knew you could spend blank like right now to get Revan. Yes. Right now. Okay. So I spent a good chunk on nest. I would definitely spend that good chunk again. Right now. What was that? 150? It was a more like Ish. it's a two a marquee character, so let's say three hundred dollars. Okay. If you could if you knew that you would get Revan for three hundred dollars, you would do it. Yes. I would. I think that's a little further north than what I would spend. For like I think hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars. I'll I'll be honest. Just in general, I'm kind of a tightwad. But let me put preface. I it with I, I, th- I think at that price, I would probably go in. And that's the thing that I wonder about is how many people are in that sort of range that would be all in and jump into it that are missing out on this. That's my big question. Um, and I'm, I'm certain that CG definitely has people that, that they're pretty good with numbers. They know what the hell they're doing. And so they pick this number. I mean, they pick this time for a reason. And I, I just, I can't help but wonder. I know there are a lot of people that are in the same boat as you. They would spend three to five hundred dollars if they knew they could get it. That is why but, I say that they must have. I I don't know anything about logistics and numbers and do, cranking it because my belief in economics is that if you lower the price, more people buy, and you might end up with more money. But I don't know that that's true. That's just always been my belief. Like, if you put something at $100, more people would buy it than if you had it at $500, then less people would buy it. You know what I mean? But I don't know where that yeah. line equals out, and I don't know how all that stuff goes. So, guaranteed that they have people working there, that that's their entire job, and that's what they've done their entire working adult life. So, I can't pretend to know more than those people, but I can pretend to know what I want to spend and what I feel like in a game is fair, but yeah, you know, 
It's and not I the think same. that's important it's not information. The same for everyone. So that's the other yeah. thing. What's important to me is not the same to everyone else. The data that they get doesn't necessarily always show what somebody would spend to get that character. So it's probably important to throw that out to some degree. And uh, like I said, I think there are probably a ton of people in that, especially KOTOR fans that are in that three, three, three to $400 range that if that's what was, they would probably say, all right, I'm in. That's a car payment. I'm down. And, and go for it. But, um, I don't know. It's probably hard to balance and there's RNG. And even if you're close, you could get totally screwed. Um, hey, that I would be the that worst. The- that would be the worst. Let's say you'd end up getting them all the seven stars, because this is something we haven't even mentioned. You spend all that to get them to seven stars, but now you got to gear them too. And if it ends up as hard as the Chewy event somehow, you're going to need them at the high gear level, right, too? And that would just be totally devastating if you had them all at, like, gear nine and could not beat it and you had to wait six months or four months or whatever. That would just be tough. Real tough. I need you to do something. I need you to go back and I need you to tell me where you're at shard-wise on every character. All right. Hold on. All right, so I'm 84 on Bast 84 out of 85 on Bastila. 82 okay. out of 85 on Joe Lee. Okay. 53 out of 65 on T3. Zero out of 30 on Mission. And 15 out of 65 on Zalbar. Uh, hold. Okay. Uh, tell me where you were at on Mission one more time. Zero out of 30. That's a zero goose egg. Woo. <laughs> that ain't good. No, 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 it is not. Z- you're zero out of 30. And where were you at on Zalbar? 12 out of 65. You were 12 out of 65. All righty. So I am at sw- uh, swaga.life using their panic calculator. I punched all this in. And. All right. So for you to. Actually, this is this is very wrong. I don't know why it says the event ends in 37 days. Their calculator is screwed up. Oh, until the event starts. It starts in seven days. <laughs> so let's see if you should panic. All right. It would require, according to their math. Maths. 45,500 crystals. How much is in a vault? 15,700. 15? So that's two and a half. That's less than three. That is less than three volts. Well, that's also less than $300. That is less than $300. I would think about it if I didn't think that they were going to require Chewbacca level gear. <laughs> and that's the, that's how many more volts is that? I, I don't think they will. Uh, both of the previous heroes type events took pretty moderately geared. So did like, all the legendaries. Pretty moderate to lower gears. No, they've, <laughs> so they've been way the less than legendary. They've been way less than legendary. Um, mm. I don't just don't think, I think you can bank on that. I think you should call your accountant 
See if it's a tax write-off. And is if it, it is, you? go, go Are you my accountant? State. Because I was... I'm going to call if you. If I'm your accountant, I'm going to tell you yes. But Are I'm you? Also not a because attorney, that's the answer so. I want. So I'm just going to call you. <laughs> and then when my wife's nagging me, then I'm going to have her call you. Yeah. Is that okay as well? No, I don't want to hear from your wife. I'll be oh, honest. Okay. Well, I don't want, no, not, not about your <laughs> swaga addictions. Um, so that's assuming the event ends in 14 days. You need to farm 70.7 shards per day. It is, it is possible probably for three vaults. And you know what's interesting about that? Is I that mean, doing uh, refreshes or buying the crystals from shipments? It depends on the character um for zalbar you'd need to buy five shards per day from shipments and for mission and t3 you would have to purchase four shipments of four shards per day so gotcha because uh, i had the thought in my head if i did decide you know to do what i did with nest and just go full whale on this that I would do it out of shipments because those are guaranteed. I would know the price going in. I wouldn't have to worry as much about RNG, but I could use that to leverage the other part of it to cut down the end cost. But I'd be, I'm a man with four kids and yep. it's just a hard thing to swallow. <laughs> That's totally true. But I do it I think there are for a lot of people the people. I do it for the people, but, for all you out there. And it, I would do it for you. It would. I I hope you do it because it would be nice if one of us had Revan and the other didn't have Revan, so that we could talk each week about what it's like with Revan and what it's like without Revan. What did you do with Revan this week? Oh, yeah, me and exactly. Revan had a nice. Oh, that walk would be a whole beach. new segment. Yeah, and, no uh, kidding. <laughs> um, so uh, you. You can go to swaga.life and go to their pant calculator and see where it's at uh, or see what it's required of you to get there. Um, I mean, that's I mean, that's basically the price of a marquee. I mean, that's not that surprising. It sucks that I mean, it, it does suck for, uh, you know, free to play players that aren't going to get him this time there's ba- there is pretty much zero percent chance but if you are a person that spends on marquee characters anyway you might as well if you want revan i mean <coughs> it oh my god you're all right um i'm gonna i'm gonna survive i think all right so i, I think i think that's enough of ranting on <laughs> i revan think we beat this under the ground we we have beat this horse to freaking death. The, gr- the greatest part um, is that no one has seen the kit yet. We don't even know what Revan is. That's true. That's the best part. That's true. <laughs> and that could totally change some people's opinions. But uh, as for the way it is, I am going to pull a Mason Crosby on the whole Revan thing. I will miss it. So <laughs> why don't we go in? Why don't we go on to this next? Someone topic? make a you a Twitch clip of that. I want that forever. <laughs> I will download the Twitch clip. And where are we at in this podcast? I will do it myself. <laughs> what? Whatever. Whatever. One hour All and right. seven minutes. I'll be coming back to this. <laughs> All right. Next topic.
Hey boys, do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> so you came up with a really good new player segment this week. And it is RJT focused, especially for new players. And this is not like, something that most people talk about. I think this is super interesting. What am I yeah. going to do from the beginning? Now, maybe this will work for an alt for you. I don't know. But I, I literally do not know. But I am going off what I think. And the best part is to prove that I'm not just making this up. Okay, let me just say I... Well, I, I did put write this all out as a plan of action. Now, I'm not going to just tell new players to do this without knowing myself. So let me preface all this by saying I am creating a third account to just try this. I will not be spending any money on the account. I will just be playing it daily to try to see if I can make this work. And if it does work, uh, it'll probably the account will probably be in a pretty good place and it'll be hard to say no to and I do that all the time with alts it's terrible but I'm going to be trying this myself so if anyone else wants to try it with me go through it if you're a new player looking for some direction I think this might be a good way to go this is where everyone in the chat will tell me this is a terrible idea and I'll say you might <laughs> be right but I'm going to find <laughs> out myself so this idea is basically for the longest time, we've always said, get the Phoenix. That should be your first faction you work on because you can get Palpatine and you can get um, Thrawn. Two legendaries immediately. But what if you don't just want to stop at legendaries? What if you want to go straight for a, a heroic journey character? A heroic journey character that is needed for the highest end of raid, and you want to get that character ready to go from the end. So let's pretend if you're a new player, you want to be, and you really like the new movies, you want to go for RJT first. This is what I want to try, okay? It doesn't seem nowadays with the way that first order characters are that this does seem so far out. It's not going to put you behind um, in the game. So let me just talk about this, all right? Okay. The segment is... You know, RJT focus for new players. Step one, farm the first order. Why? Why would you need to farm first order if you're RJT focused? Well, the reason is you need BB-8 because you need BB-8 for JTR. So the only way to get to BB-8 is to get the first order. Now that is there's it JTR or RJT? Why did I put JTR? Is because it... a lot of people say Jedi training Ray, and it's... I believe it's Ray Jedi training. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. I'm trying. Well, to that's if you, you decide you're you not being put consistent the in your acronyms. On. Yeah, it's Pick true. I call her RJT. I don't know why I put. Damn it! Listen, it's the notes. No one sees them except everyone that looks at the website. So, <laughs> pros. Why go after first order? Well, here's the good part. Okay, so if you're RJT focused, the pros of getting first order from the beginning instead of the Phoenix. Good low arena team. So when you get into the arena at level 28 now instead of 8, by that time you should have a pretty decent core for a first order arena team, right? Um, so basically, basically you have a good arena team from the start. 
if you can get a good chunk of these characters together to form a synergy team in the arena for the low level. Other part two it is, the first raid that you get to is the Rancor. And I have it on good authority that between crew lead, Fox and First Order Officer, if you put them in and throw some people around them, you have a pretty good core for a solo team. Um, a lot of people say you that a Zeta on crew's leadership makes it much easier, but it can be done without the Zeta on his leadership, which most new players won't have until they hit the fleet in level 60, I think. Six, level 60 is when you get fleet. So... Maybe. If you farm for sure. starter first, you got a pretty decent chance of having a decent Rancor team uh, and good arena team for low level. Cons. Limitations in in-game use for first order when you get there. They're a good t- territory war defense or offense team. They're okay damage in the Sith raid, but other than that, you don't really use them for a whole ton. I don't know about you. I don't use them for a ton. Do you? Hmm. Not really, no. I used them to get BB-8. <laughs> yeah. but Well, I mean, I, I used to use the crap out of Kylo whenever I first dated him. He was, like, that That was a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, as for now, it's pretty much just Territory War. Right. So, yeah, Territory Wars, you have a decent team. Other than that, Territory Battles, they're pretty decent in uh, Dark Side Territory Battles. So there's another place for them. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of use for a First Order team in the end game, but if you do want RJT, you're going to have to have them. And as a low new player, they're good in arena. They have a really good spot. You're not going to be fighting mirror uh, matches against Phoenix all the time. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that will be good for you farming them other than Phoenix because beyond maybe everyone wanting to fight you because they're t- tired of fighting Phoenix. But Gelvatron puts a really good point in live chat, and that is cruise ship is awfully damn good and given that him and his ship both are on a 10 energy cantina node i mean you're getting a little bit of ahead of the curve if that's kind of a spot where you start out farming because you're getting a really good character and you're getting a really good ship that is good all the way through end game yeah so imagine you unlock ships and you have a five star six star uh silencer ready to go I'd yeah, probably be exactly. a lot ahead of a lot of those people that farmed the, the Phoenix. So that's another good thing as far as an arena goes, fleet arena goes. So nope. I think it's worth it to farm first order first, right? I'm not saying that Phoenix is bad. I still think that's a very, very good option, but I'm throwing another idea out there. So which ones are the best to farm? This is where I would start. Crew. Okay. Cantina 3F, 10 energy. Not that hard to get to when you start. It's only in the third level in. Shouldn't take you too long to get there, so you can farm him. If you don't get there fast enough, you could also go with Fox, which is in Cantina 2G, so on the second level, who's another Cantina character that you're going to want for BB-8. So, Crew, Fox, those are two, the two first ones I'd say, both Cantinas, so you're going to have two Cantina farms in this. That That's the one thing that might make it hard harder than uh, phoenix because phoenix don't don't really have any overlaps anywhere first order officer cantina shipments so while you farm either of those two characters in cantina you're earning currency for the cantina shipments you can order 
order. You can order your first order officer shards. <laughs> but that's already three. Then you'll get to uh, Galactic War. I think that's at level 32 or 30, somewhere there. It's been so long. But once you unlock Galactic War, you can get Phasma from Galactic War shipments. That one should be pretty simple because you do Galactic War every day. You get enough... Uh, Crystals, if you're beating Galactic War, to buy 15 shards a day, which is pretty good for a character that you're going to want to farm pretty quickly. For sure. And then the last one, you're going to unlock guilds at a certain level. I think it's 32. And in guild shipments, First Order Special Forces TIE Fighter Pilot is there on his own node. Sometimes in guild shipments, when you're a new player, it's really annoying because a lot of the older characters are on spots in the shipments where... They share it with two or three other people. So maybe once a day their shards might show up. But First Order TIE Pilot will always, it'll either always be him or his ship. So you always know where to look and the odds of him showing up are really good for you to farm. So if you go after those five, Crew, First Order Officer, First Order Executioner, Phasma, and First Order Special Forces TIE Fighter Pilot, that's a good starting five to go after relatively quickly. Now, granted... While you're working on Fox, it might take you a while. You might need someone for that fifth spot that's not first order in the arena. But there's plenty of other... Let's see, we haven't talked about Arena Store. So there might be someone in there you can buy that doesn't hurt this farm to slot into uh, your arena team with a first order. Uh, I didn't really look into who's in there that might be better to go in that team until you get Fox. But that's something to look into. Yeah. The other first orders are Stormtrooper, who's hard note only. I'd stay away from that one. That one will take you forever. Great character. Uh, you probably want to pick him up later for sure because he's well, really good. Stormtrooper is pretty easy to get out to get starting early though because he is um, at the early uh, stage twos of light and dark side. True. So if you are looking for hard nodes. Um, he is one that you could go after, but we'll get into uh, resistance, which is JTR's the goal. We'll get into resistance and hard nodes and why you might want to save that hard node energy for other things Ooh. at this point. So, Interesting. Stormtrooper's hard node only. Probably want to skip. Kylo Ren is also a Cantina character. Probably want to skip that because that would make three. You'll want him eventually, but maybe not at the beginning. And then first order type pilot, available in hard nodes and fleet shipments. So, I would say start off going after crew, first order officer, first order executioner, phasma, special orders, special forces, TIE fighter pilot. That would be a good starting five to try and get BB-8. First um, order executioner is so much fun too. Oh, I love that dude. Such a simple kit, awesome. but so fun to play with. And his gear, Absolutely. he's not that hard to gear either. So I mean like, no? not really. it makes it pretty easy, at least for him. Uh, he can go beast mode in the raids too. Oh, that's stacking. Oh, he stacks that offense and it's nasty. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, step two, farm resistance. So this is why I was saying you might want to save some of those hard nodes because needed for JTR, you need Finn, also available in guild shipments and hard nodes and two cantina nodes. So uh, you're going to want to start farming him in guild shipments if you have the extra guild shipment uh, currency to go with okay. your uh, special, special forces, forces TIE fighter pilot. He has a hard node. I did not write where it is, but it is one you might want to farm. Poe, also available in the Cantina store 
and the fleet store. So several spots that you can start farming him once you have them open. BB-8 is required for JTR acquired from the first order while you're farming the first order to get him. And then we come to the part that puts a wrench in all of this and mo mo mostly the reason that I want to test this myself. The veteran right. smugglers are on the last. They're on eight. Ouch. Cantina eight. So yep. while you're farming all these other characters, you're going to be gaining levels like crazy. You're going to be getting energy, gearing up your characters. You're going to be working really hard to gain levels and get to the point where you can get further into the cantina. I don't know what level you're at when you have all your first order ready to go that you're going to move to these characters in the cantina. So the question becomes, are you able to get there when you're ready to get there? And those are the next two you need to form. That is what I want to test because that's that's the hardest part, I think, is getting these two characters. 8G, 8F, 16 energy, really hard characters. But if you can if you can go straight from crew and fox to these two like immediately, um, it makes getting JTR pretty simple once you get them to seven star. So the idea here is for sure, gear up your characters that you're going to use in the cantina. And then a nice fun little surprise. Go to our Discord. Check out the, the Excel spreadsheet we have shared where everyone can put their ally code in and share their ally code for new players and get some really good allies to help you get through these Cantina nodes. Because That's if you have good, good allies, they can get you through these a little bit easier and faster, especially if you can find someone that has like a tank character that's going to, or a high damage AOE character that's going to take these people out quickly, you can get through these Cantina nodes pretty easy. If you don't have those allies, it might be a little harder, but I think that is possible if you find them. And we are always willing to add, at least me and Wink are willing to add people to make that happen. So yep. if you want our ally code, Indeed. we can at least do that for sure. The veteran smugglers will be so the hard part. That will be the hard part. That is the one part I hesitate in this whole plan to talk about. But I'm going to try it myself to not try to give bad advice from here. You know, they are annoying to farms. Whose would be one? Uh, Han Solo. If somebody has like a really beast Han Solo, just because he gets to go at the beginning of each each battle, and you can kind of pick out those keystone characters that kind of make all the other ones go and probably try and take them out and might not be a bad idea yeah for sure that is a good uh, that's definitely a good one and if you will ask your allies to put him in i'm sure they would i remember back in the day when when lando was a big one people would ask to put lando in because oh, yeah. those aoes from him would just wipe yeah. out your cantina nodes so I'm sure they that would. they're AOE characters now at this point. Revan, or not Revan. What? God, Revan is on my mind so bad. Maul, Darth Maul was another good one because his AOE, if it killed someone, reset, and you could do it again instantly. So he was always oh, yeah. a good one. There's a lot of really good ones in there. So just find some allies to get you there. Get them to three stars. As Try as hard as you can to get them three star. Start farming those characters. And I think that you'll be good to go. But that would be the sticking point. So if you're listening to this as a new player, realize that the veteran smugglers are on the eight 
level eight of Cantina. They're really hard to get to. I think that by the time you would move to them, you should be in a place in the game where you can move to them. But uh, that's to be seen so far. But even if you aren't, you're in a place where you're ready to, as you gear level up to get there, and you're much closer to RJT than anyone that went after Phoenix from the start. So, yeah, and RJT is a really, really good arena character, even now. You know, and CLS was as well, but he's only moved back into the arena because of the Chewbacca legendary. RJT never really left but, the arena. Well, that that is true. RJT is probably a lot more well-rounded for the arena. However, the main reason that CLS kind of went to the wayside was because of how good the Sith are. And I don't know that you're going to be seeing all the characters that make the Sith as good as they are. That's that early in the game, which I think is a big advantage for CLS just because of the number of rebels that you just by default land with your roster, you know, end up landing on your roster. But yeah. I totally see your point. And sure. I do like this uh, first order strategy because they are really good. And um, once you get RJT, you're in a really good spot, especially for raids Finishing high in raids, doing well for your guild in raids, that's going to boost you even more if you're finishing in those top places. So that's something else to consider as well. So let's say you did all those first order characters, all those resistance characters. Now you're ready to go. How did you get there? Focus on crew, then Fox, and then trying to unlock the smugglers, the veteran smugglers from Cantina. Over time, while working towards the First Order squad, should gain levels and gear to work into those last Cantina nodes. Get First Order Officer from Cantina shipments going immediately to Poe once you finish him. Because Poe is going to be needed for JTR. So you have a you have a plan already in place for Cantina store, because you're going to want First Order Officer, then Poe. And uh, Farm Finn and First Order... Special Forces TIE Fighter Pilot from the Guild Shipments from Day 1 of Guilds. Do what you must to get the Guild, guild Currency whenever you can. Raids, uh, Territory Battles, Territory Wars, all those things add Guild Currency. Make sure you're doing all of them. You want all that currency you can get. If you have to pick between the two, pick the First Order one. Because even if you get the Resistance guy, if you can't get BB-8, you're not going to get JTR. So always focus the TIE Fighter Pilot over Finn, but if you can grab both, grab them. First order with crew lead will help you beat Galactic War nodes easily. Use this to help you farm up Phasma. So if you have a decent core of first order, along with a couple characters, when you open up Galactic War, that should help you to beat it a little bit easier and help you start getting those Phasma shards. And uh, last thing, worry about the other first order members later in your development as they are harder to get and so it would slow down all your farms. So, yeah, that's 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 my that's my what I'm laying out there. If you wanted to go for RJT, I think it's a decent plan. I think it's one that yeah. no one really talks about because everything is always about the Phoenix, which is a rarely good plan. But if you wanted to do something different, this is definitely something that you could do. I don't think it would put you behind that far. Um, uh, yeah, by the time you get, you know, in the need for some of those other legendary characters, once you get these ones, 
or once you get BB-8 and RJT, you can go straight and focus on those characters. You know, there's a lot of them out there. Grand, I mean, you might not even focus at this point. Grandmaster Yoda's been reworked to be really good. You might just want him over Palpatine and Thrawn. That's true. At this point, you know, it just depends on what you like to play as. And this game, like, let me just say this. And I think this gets lost in the shuffle a lot in this game because you you chase the meta, you chase all these things. This game at its heart is a collection game. If you're not having fun with it, if you're not finding what you want out of it, there's a lot of different factions nowadays that can be good. So farm what you like, farm what's fun for you, and make it fun for you to play, not just what you think should you should be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's totally understandable. There is one thing that I really like about this farming strategy, and that's the fact that it gets you BB-8 so early in the game. Because BB-8 is probably the best raid character in the game. I mean, he's unbelievable. I mean, as far as... I mean, it makes Rancor easier. He's absolutely unbelievable in Heroic AAT. Extremely good in the Heroic Sith Raid. Even outside of RJT, there are good teams with BBA, although nobody uses them because it just don't make a whole lot of sense. But you can make a lot of progress just getting BB-8 and then going from there. Um, if you compare Thrawn to BB-8, I think BB-8 is going to be a lot faster to get than Thrawn would be. And like I said, there there are, of course, a lot of benefits to having uh, BB-8 early. You could get an Admiral Akbar lead and, you know, use BB-8. You, you get Han Solo pretty early in the game. So you could build a rebel team pretty easy that could, you know, put out some serious damage. So not not a terrible idea at all. Yep, for sure. And just to go off some things that have been said in chat, there's you can only play what you want if you're playing to play casually. I don't agree with that at this point in the life cycle of this game. Because A, there's a lot of teams you can build that aren't meta yep. arena teams that can still go True. six out of six or four out of four in territory battles and be good for you can yep. still be good counters or defensive teams in territory wars. There's just so many game modes now that whatever you farm is going to be good somewhere. And as a new player, you can only focus on certain things, right? So whatever's good for yep. you is what you're going to farm. But I don't think it means you're casual if you play what you want. Because at this point, there's so many things that are good in multiple facets of the game. Some things are better in almost everything and not held down to certain areas. But you're, I don't think you're going to be so far behind playing. Okay, let's let's use me, for example. I have Gear 12 Ewoks. Fantastic. I don't use them in anything other than Territory Wars and Territory Battles. Guess what? Territory Battles, six for six every time. Don't have to worry about it. Territory Wars, good defense team or good offense team, whatever I want to do with them. They're not good anywhere else right now. But 
I have fun playing them, and it opens up in territory battles me to be able to platoon more important characters that other people don't want to into the platoons and open them up for them. I mean, there's just... There's good things about uh, who you farm across the board. Now, if your favorite thing in Star Wars is Tuscans or Separatists or these characters that never got reworked yet, that's probably going to be a little hard to swallow. If your favorite thing in the game is Cup, yeah, okay. Well, I understand that. Like, If you're like me and you gear Gamorrean Guard just because you like him, it's... it's hard it's a hard thing to swallow but as if you're going for synergy teams i don't think in a lot of cases you can go wrong there are some that you can but as far as you're working on a team synergy wise there's a lot of places for them so all right before we move on to trivia when are we going to come back and revisit this and see how it's going when you say three months around christmas time sure we could even do once a month i don't mean just depends okay. Do a first order new player update. Sounds good to me. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and jump into this last final topic. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with us. Why don't you give everyone what that sweet, sweet game pin is for... Kahoot Trivia this week. Alright, for everyone out there... Whoa, that is some loud... I love the cantina music, but it's a little loud. Even now? It is. Even now. Still a little loud. Okay, now we're good. Alright, so for those of you playing at home, we are working on with Triumvirate. Triumvirate? Whatever you want to call it. Mechanics. Ooh. So, let's put Darth Nihilus starts on... And Darth Trey on the same team. Let's see if we know what's going on here. I still use that in Arena, so I might have a little more than you. I don't know. We'll see. You did finally beat me last week I after what? Like a six or seven game win streak for me? So yeah, maybe you're building your own win streak now. We'll see. I crushed you. You won by less than 200 points. I don't know if that's crushing. I know that I beat you by at least 5,000 points at one point. So Yeah, total destruction. All right, so what's that game code? All right, so the game pin for this week is 0527468. Again, that's And that, of course, is in the show notes also. It will be in the show notes. I will post it on Discord. I've been pretty bad about that but I'll make sure to do that right after this podcast and get that in there. Okay. Once again, your pin is 0527468. Sweet. All right. Why don't we jump into... Question one. Because I don't have my pins in yet. I've been talking about the pins, and I don't have them in the two devices I have. I just want to say this. Looking at 118 Trivia, top five, for those of you out there, I want to know who the top five were. You have Andra, 
Ski Trooper, Silver, Silver Six, and Joe Kerr. Joe Kerr being a former Shattered Order member, so congratulations, Joe. Nice to see you're still out there ramming into the trivia. All right. Those are some new names on the trivia top five from last week. They did some pretty good work there. Nice. I ended up 70th. No, that's on my alt. I, All right, so I ended up 10th. Sorry. I finished better than 10th then because I probably probably 9th. Let's be honest. <laughs> Whatever. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm putting in the pins now. Give me 2 seconds. God, you are so slow. I know, I'm just trying so, to talk. I actually got Treya before you, so I think I am probably a little bit more familiar with the Triumvirate. I don't know if it was that much longer, though. That was, was a few weeks. Three weeks, I think. Yeah, true. And it's only been a few weeks since you took her out. So maybe we're even now. Should be interesting. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. I have to be very well... Actually, I don't have to be very well against face and trade teams. They're pretty easy now. <laughs> That's a good point. I used to have to be very aware, though. Are you ready for question one? I have been waiting on... Question one. All right, question one is... Which member of the Triumvirate does not have a leadership ability and go? The options, of course, are... Scion, Treya, or Nihilus, and then there is also the they all do option. What did you select? Darth Scion. I selected Dossion as well. How many points did you get? Uh, 996. <laughs> I got the exact amount of points as you. That That would be expected. I think we are done with the timer, so I think you get the same number of points no matter what, if I remember correctly. Really? Because there's be a timer wrong. going down on my questions. Oh, really? Hmm, so. Interesting. All right. Question two. Which member of the Triumvirate can inflict the most kinds of debuffs naturally? I don't know what naturally means, but we're going to go with that. All right. You ready? And the options are they don't inflict debuffs. Trick question. Darth Sion, Darth Nihilus, or Darth Treya. All right. What did you pick? I picked Darth Treya. So did I, because I didn't think about if naturally meant if she used her special or not. Ah. Because those aren't her debuffs, but she's inflicting them, right? She inflicts all the debuffs from her team. Um. Yes, but she all there's like several other de- debuffs that she does anyway. Uh, how many points did you get on that one? Thousand ninety. Ah, you got one more than me. Interesting. You got thousand eighty nine. Yeah. If I beat you by one point, that would be the the best thing ever. That's, that's stupid. All right, why don't we move on to? Question three. All right, question three. Which member of the Triumvirate cannot inflict debuffs on enemies outside of their turn? And go. 
And the an- possible answers are Scion, Nihilus, Treya, or stop the trick questions. It's not working. <laughs> and what did you select? I selected Treya. I selected the same thing. How many points did you get? 1191. I got 1187. This is ridiculous. Why am I getting <laughs> less points than you? I'm clicking that button faster than you, bro. Oh, ah. How many points are you at after the first three questions? 3,277. Mm, you're, you're up by five points on me. This is absurd. <laughs> All right. Why don't we move on to... Question four. Question four. True or false, Dartrea can target herself as the ally when inflicting isolate. Possible answers are true, false, or trick question. And what did you select? I selected something that made me learn something new today. Oh, really? (laughs) I did not know she could select herself. So I said false. I said true because she can select herself and reduce her own cooldowns. I have never even tried it because why would I? The AI does it pretty frequently. That's usually why she always ends up with so much purple in her protection bar. That's crazy. Well, that's good to know. I have never once in an arena battle thought, let me try to do this to myself. It's pretty helpful. Yeah, that's good to know. All right. Question number five. All right, question five. Which member can grant others a bonus protection? Oh, sorry. It's not a bonus protection. That's just part of the crack in this phone screen. Okay. Oh, Which member can grant others bonus protection? Possible answers are Scion, Nihilus, Treya, or none, you fool. <laughs> What'd you pick? And I selected Darth Treya because she is the correct answer. As did I. Well, I am pretty sure that I am still up as we move into question number six. All right, question number six is, which member gains turn meter when other members of the triumvirate are debuffed? And the possible options are Treya, Scion, Not Falling For It, or Darth Nihilus. And what did you select? The wrong answer. What? Scion I picked. I guess I don't know Ouch. the turn meter gain for Nihilus that well. Yeah, he gains a 10% turn meter whenever a fellow Sith is inflicted with a debuff. I didn't know the answer, so I I looked at my own arena team and who was going, seemed to be going the most, and it always seems to be Scion, so, yeah. Interesting. I'm... I need you to miss two answers and me to get two right to even have a chance here. So how many do we, we got three left? You have to miss two out of three. I don't feel good about Oof. this. Oof. We'll see what happens. We will. Three more questions left. All right. Tell us what question number seven is. All right. Question number seven is. 
Which member can reduce the cooldowns of one of their own abilities during their turn? The possible answers are Treya, Darth Nihilus, Scion, or nope, multiple. Can't trick me. What did you select? Well, first I wanted to select Treya, knowing this new information, but then I thought Nihilus Force Trains. Yes. So so I picked a nope, multiple, can't trick me. Yep, I selected Trey. I was trying to quickly get my answer in to maximize my points and did not finish reading and thinking about the question. So I just need you to miss one more and me to get it right and it'll go down to the wire. Well, I have a lot stacked up from uh, a lot of points stacked up from my uh, consecutive streak. So we will see. Why don't you tell us what question number eight is? All right, question number eight is... Attacking an isolated raid boss grants the attacker which two buffs? All right, and the uh, options are offense and crit damage, retribution and taunt, crit damage and health seal, or max health and speed. And what did you select? I haven't done it. Thank you. Straight up guess, and I got it right. All right, I selected crit damage and health steal. That is the correct answer. That is what I selected as well. Very nice, very nice. Because that is what was causing the Critolite team to loop, was the health steal and the increased crit damage. Here's Okay, before we continue, here's what threw me off. I got... I got... uh, Notifications on both phones I'm using for Kahoot right now from Discord saying, Hey everyone, Shattered Order is live on Twitch right now. And I'm like... That just happened? I'm like, at 10.59, you're going to tell everyone that we're on Twitch? We've been on Twitch for an hour and a half. That's crazy. Sorry, two and a half hours. That is freaking odd. And the funny thing is it says today at 8.36 in Discord... But the picture is of me and you playing trivia. I'm so confused. All right, anyways, last question. (laughs) Comes down to this. You got to miss it, and I got to get it right for me to even have a chance to beat you. But I'd have to get better points than the difference that I have on you. So this is, this is, it's coming down to the wire. All right, all right. Last question is, held by hatred, Grant Sion, all but which of the following benefits? 25% crit chance. Plus 100% defense, plus 100% offense, or plus 50% max health. And the correct answer is plus 50% max health. So we had a little bit of a tech issue and lost a piece of our audio kind of in the middle of the show and lost the very end. So unfortunately, you do not get to hear Goodnight Punk sign off. But I will say thank you for listening to Shadow Horror Podcast. And we will be back next week with episode 120 and a guest. I will talk to you guys then. Later.